Gimme, gimme more. Gimme more. Gimme, gimme more. Gimme more. No, it's not Britney, bitch. It's episode 24 of the Potter Vision podcast. Wow. And what an episode do we have for you today. If you're enjoying the pod, this is just your weekly reminder. Please tell a friend. Leave a review. Rate us five stars on iTunes. That'd be grand. Or if you'd like more, like Brittany, uh, why not visit the Pottervision Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. For exclusive content, you could uh, join one of our tiers and gain access to extra episodes of our bonus podcast, Double Vision, where we go into detail into uh, different topics. Like uh, the first episode, we go into deep detail of the Philosopher's Stone film. Oh, do we go into detail and we have a lot of fun. Anyway, he's me jabbering on. Here's episode 24. Potter Vision Podcast, the show where every week my lovely friend Tom Lawrenson and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and use every single little nugget as a stimulus for conversation. Mm-hmm. Tom, mm-hmm. how are you doing, pal? I'm alright, LK. I'm alright. How are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. People who've been following the damp problem will be glad to know that the damp man has done all he can do and he's gone. So all that's completed. What's your middle name? James. Ah, I was thinking then. I was like, what if his middle name begins with C? Because then you'd be like... Lukey CK, wouldn't you? you well, know, hey. Quite like the uh, disgraced comedian <laughs> Louis CK. Thank goodness, my middle name is James. I've always thought you were very similar to him, but we won't go into that. Yeah. And what's your middle name? Was it Robinson? Tommy Robinson? <laughs> Lawrenson? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> hey. Actually, it's uh, Stephen Yaxley Lennon. <laughs> I love it. Uh, How has your week been, Tom? It's been all right. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Two weeks ago, the bin men, they did a prank on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they went, uh, do you know what would be funny? Yeah. If we didn't take uh, the fortnightly (laughs) black bin. You know the general waste? Oh, yeah. We had it out on the side (laughs) of the curb and the bin (laughs) men went, this will be hilarious. (laughs) We're not going to take it. Yeah, yeah. Now, this bin was full to the brim. And they take the black bin once every fortnight. Yeah, yeah. As I just said. So instead, we've had a full black bin outside. Yeah. And then uh, we've just had... Bin in our kitchen filled to the brim with waste. Oh, that's why I've been smelling so bad lately. Yeah, I wonder. Keep going over to the bin, looking in. You know. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, I had a, uh, I had a spark of uh, interesting news. Yeah. I suppose you could say it's positive. I put a video of me on TikTok oh, ma- yeah. making fun of some kids. 
And it, it did quite well. It got over 620,000 views. Whoa! And can I just say one of them was me? Because hey! I watched and enjoyed that said video. I think 20,000 of them were me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it was great. It, you were taking the mickey out of kids who sell sweets yeah, at yeah, school. Yeah. But yeah. in a professional way, like they were putting them in... Uh, like... No, no, they sell them over the internet. So oh, right. uh, they're expecting people like you to make an order. Well, like an Amazon thing. That's weird. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's the, it's the age-old saying, don't take sweets off kids, you know. No, pay for them. That's what we say, yeah. pay for them. If you're going to take a lolly from a baby, pay. Pay anyway, the baby in kind. But, that's, but that was interesting because I was getting a... It never happened to me that before. Like yeah. My phone was lighting up. Some yeah. people loving it, going, ha-ha, very funny. And some people like, what are you doing this for, you sad old weirdo? <laughs> Um, uh, the kids liked it they put ha 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 this has no right to be this funny thank you mister something like that excuse me my tiktok has rights (laughs) (laughs) Um, very good yeah that was interesting how about yourself you've been rolling around the damp is done you said the damp is done and the kitchen is being delivered tomorrow so we'll start getting put together and hopefully by next week next episode we might be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel at last people will be singing what do you think you are cooking Mr Kirkby now that your full kitchen's done (laughs) (laughs) I really really hope so Uh, (laughs) what a lovely reference to Dad's Army yeah no I came up with that did you yeah 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 All right. (laughs) Well, I've got a surprise for you. That sounds very similar to a classic British TV sitcom theme tune. What have I got a surprise for you? What? Oh, he's just pulled a tongue at me. Yeah, pulled pulled a tongue. What did you say? Stick your tongue out at me. Stick your tongue out. But I will tell you a little awkward thing that happened. Oh, awkward. Awkward. (laughs) One school I work at, Uh, Monday time. That just happened. Awkward. Hashtag orcs. Go on. I work at one school Monday to Wednesday. They know me there. I'm on the payroll. I know everybody, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But on the other school, I come in as a contractor to do tuition and I have to invoice and stuff. So I don't know the staff very well. Comes in as a contractor. Pencil behind his ear. Yeah. Tape measure. Right, who wants some tuition? Yeah, I come here. I look at the kids <laughs> and I go, oh, these are a lot worse than you said on the phone. <laughs> These kids are daft. Oh, I, I thought these were going to be grades three or four. They're two at best. It's going to cost you a lot more. Right, Dunce's hat for each of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going to have to invoice you for the Dunce's hats. Didn't think I'd have to get them in. But let me tell you this. Normally I go out for me dinner. And if you go out, you have to sign out at reception. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm in my class. I go out to sign out at reception. But there's a big group of people in reception. Huh? And loads of people are stood next to the screen where you have to sign out. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're saying goodbye to a member of staff. Yeah. Who's leaving. Right? Yeah. But now I'm in the group and people are doing speeches about, hey, <laughs> you know, look at what you've achieved here, but look at how far you're going to go. There's life beyond this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel the world, do what you've got to do. And I feel like a bit awkward walking away, so I start stand. I stand in the group. Yeah. And uh, they're like clapping and stuff. And I'm, I'm clapping. I'm cheering for this this guy. And and I think he works for like the site team, you know, doing like yeah, odd jobs yeah, yeah. and stuff. I'm like, hey, hey. And then I'm there for about ten minutes, and it's not ending anytime soon. <laughs> 
Somebody else has got a speech. Somebody else has bought a card. Yeah, flowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wait about <laughs> ten minutes. It doesn't end, and I just go back to my class and don't have my lunch because <laughs> I couldn't escape the school. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. <laughs> that reminds me of. Yeah. Um, one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Me and friend of the show, Lewis Shaw, yeah. were uh, visiting our friend Jack down south. Jack yeah. Powell. Right? Oh, yeah. Jack Powell. There's Jeff. And we, uh, we, got, we got in the car. Lewis was driving us. And uh, we pull over at some services, yeah. We're having a McDonald's. And it's silly to begin with. We're a bit delirious. We're tired, right? Yeah. Uh, we're muttering things. We're saying things. We both accidentally drink the same Coke throughout this meal. So we're sat opposite each other, yeah, <laughs> and we're both reaching for the Coke that's on, like, you know, the outside of the table. Yeah. Like, he's left-handed, I'm right-handed. Yeah, yeah. Right-handed. <laughs> and then, so at the end, we're like, none of that, oh, I've run out of Coke. We look at the other one, full to the brim. Yeah. All right, so we're laughing at that. Yeah, we can't yeah. believe we've just drank the same <laughs> Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as we're leaving, there's a massive group of people, yeah, mm. two coach loads of people saying farewell to each other. Yeah. yeah. Gonna miss you. Imagine, like, I don't know, I guess it's 30 people in this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Lewis walk through them, and as we're walking through them, Lewis starts joining in, going, All right, see you later. <laughs> bye bye. Gonna miss you. Bye, farewell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm creasing up. I love it. But the moral of the story is that your story sparked that in my mind. Get joining in the group. Yeah, it's just the thing, isn't it? But no lunch for you that day. No lunch for me that day. I just had to go after school. Mm. There we go. Tom Antonio Lawrenson. Muh. Are you ready for <laughs> a chapter seven, book two? Have we even done that? We've not even said what episode it is. It's episode 24. Yeah, yeah. And we're on... Oh, that's weird. First time we've never done that. Chapter 7. Chapter 7, book 2. Mudbloods and Murders. Murders? Murmurs. Oh, murmurs. You were being silly and distracted me. Mudbloods and Murmurs. Mudbloods and Murmurs. It's like that game Fuzzy Duck. Excuse me? Fuzzy Duck, Fuzzy Duck... But then you go ducky fuzz, ducky fuzz, but you, you go round a circle one way and then another. Where have you been playing this? Um, improv class. I don't like the idea of you almost swearing or hinting at swearing yeah. in any educational format. That's the fun of the game, Dad. No, 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 no. I'm going to rip you out of that class and I'll be speaking to your masters. <laughs> So anyway, mudbloods and murmurs. Right, Ready for that chapter rundown? What are you going to do if I'm not? Continue regardless. <laughs> so chapter seven, mudbloods and murmurs. Harry is woken up early morning. It's like 5am by Oliver Wood. He's got a brand new training programme and he wants the Gryffindors on the front foot at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. He's going through all these strategies. He's getting them out on the pitch. Colin Creevy's there taking mm-hmm. photos. When suddenly, <laughs> who should invade the pitch but the Slytherin team? <gasps> Oliver is annoyed. He's bought the pitch, but they've got special permission from Severus Snape to train up their new seeker. <laughs> who is their new seeker? Draco. <laughs> 
Tom has written a filthy word on his hand and just shown it to me. <laughs> he's decided for book two, every week when I do my rundown, he's going to scupper it in a different way. <laughs> that was not my intention. Who is this new seeker? The new seeker is none other than Draco Malfoy and his dad has bought the team Nimbus 2001s. Oh! Hermione and Ron come down. Hermione gets a bit sassy. She says, at least nobody on the Gryffindor team had to buy their way in. Mm-hmm. Draco calls him a filthy little mudblood. He calls Hermione a filthy little mudblood. Not that word on your hand. And Ron gets outraged, tries to do a spell on him, but it backfires and Ron ends up puking up all these slugs. <laughs> <laughs> They go down to Hagrid, who mm. gives them a bucket, mm. and Ron is belching out these slugs. Mm. Now, Ron and Harry have to do their detention. Ron is with Filch, buffing up all the trophies in the trophy room. Harry has to sign Gilderoy Lockhart's mm-hmm. fan mail. He's there for four hours writing all the addresses down when suddenly he hears a voice. I'm going to rip you. I'm going to tear you. I'm going to kill you. Mm. Lockhart can't hear this voice and Harry is proper spooked out. He goes back to the common room, tells Ron all about the mudbloods and murmurs. Ron was there for the mudbloods. Why is he telling Ron about the mudbloods? Well, I always like to end my rundown (laughs) with the title of the chapter. All right. To loop it. Never listened. Anyway... Yeah, what a chapter. What a chapter. It was a good chapter, this. This is the type of chapter that you, uh, if you're reading, you'd love to read. Yeah. It's a good, like, good, nice, chunky, fillet chapter. You're like, ooh, that's good. Dialogue, people, things are happening. I'd love to read it. I imagine being a little kid reading this, I'd be satisfied. This would leave my tummy, my intellectual tummy, nice and full and stimulated. (laughs) A hundred percent. And we love stimulating your tummy, Tom. <laughs> yeah, this this chapter was meaty, wasn't it? It feels yeah. like we're enough messing about now with the flying cars or whatever. We're into Hogwarts, yeah. we're into lessons, and the plot is moving mm. forwards. I love the fact that Malfoy is revealed as the seeker. That feels like a good bit for him. That was good. This book. I'm glad they told us the rules of Quidditch again. Oh, I loved it. We will definitely come to that later. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so it started off, mm-hmm. chapter seven, mm-hmm. talking about <laughs> the fact that Harry is trying to avoid people. Yeah. Right. And can I just say, avoiding people is very fun. Go on. Sometimes, this is a weird thing that I do, and I don't know if uh, this is weird, sometimes if somebody is behind me on a flight, you know, like some stairs that go round... I try and go faster than them so they can't see me. You know, like when you feel like they're just round oh, the corner from you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I don't like the idea of somebody seeing me up the stairs and I go, oh, I'm going to go a bit I sprint upstairs. I'm not joking. Yeah. If if I hear someone coming, I sprint. Yeah. I don't know, what it, I don't know whether it's because I don't want them staring at my juicy butt. I don't know if it's... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what it is. I yeah. don't, maybe it's because I don't want to hold the door open for them when yeah. they get there. Yeah. But I will sprint upstairs, like, trying to stay away from people. I was talking about this this morning to uh, my girlfriend. Yeah. I run when I'm alone. Like, yeah. Like, if I'm going to the shop, yeah. I'm Forrest Gump. Because if I'm going somewhere, I am running. Yeah. What do you make of that? I love it. 
I always do things, I don't know if this is like a, I don't know, it's just a weird way the brain works, but I sometimes I'll give myself time limits to do stuff. I'll be going up some te- some stairs, and then I'll just start going five, four, and I'll, be like, I'll try and get up to the stairs yeah. before I hit zero. It gives like a weird sense of adrenaline. I wonder what it is. I used to do stuff like that, you know, you go, oh, if I can run to the end of this street, yeah. I'll win a million pound. If yeah. I can, uh, you know, if I get to the postbox in time, my whole family will be saved. <laughs> <laughs> it's those things, isn't it? And like... Yeah, just the idea that, oh, something bad will happen if I don't do this. Mm. Oh, you can't leave the volume on 13. Oh, don't let anyone see me butt run. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the idea of avoiding people, even though yeah. you don't need to, is fun. You know, hiding, all that kind of stuff. He's avoiding Mr. Colin Creevy. Oh, yeah. Colin Creevy has become infatuated with Mr. Potter. Yes. Have you ever had a child become infatuated with you? <laughs> Not that I know of. Mm. I know, like, um, I remember at, like, drama club and stuff, you'd always get, like, the little kids that'd be very attached to whoever. They'd yeah, be people who, like, yeah. follow somebody around or something. Yeah. I think we said this before, haven't we? Kids get obsessed with people and things. And yes. Stuff like that. You lean into stuff like that. But on the other hand, have you ever, like... Uh, I don't think I've ever, ever had anyone bec- a kid become obsessed with me. No. But I've probably done, you know, the... Becoming obsessed with someone thing, you know? Oh, yeah. wow, they're amazing. Yeah. Don't remember who, though. No, Maybe I think not. it was always like the older people, you'd just be like, I think you just find them fascinating. Like, oh, wow, you know, they can sit at the back of the bus, you know, they're, mm. they're smoking. And I mean, I didn't want to smoke, but somebody was smoking on a bus. I don't know, the idea of somebody who just didn't care for the rules or yeah. seemed quite cool, I don't know. I'm a bit perplexed by Colin Creevy's infatuation. Yes. Because he's just found out he's a wizard. Yes. Surely being a wizard is stimulation enough. Why, Colin, baby, why have you got a crush on Harry? Well, it's almost like Harry, isn't it? Like, because Colin seems to be quite similar to Harry because his dad is a milkman Mm. and he's just found out he's... He can do magic. Mm. But within the first few days, that's already behind him. Like yeah. Harry was, within seconds, he was like, right, what's next, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's Colin, he's obsessed with Harry, he's obsessed with... There are those parallels, because in the first book, you, we are introduced to everything, because Harry is unaware of it all. Mm. And then they're, they're using Colin as a refresher of everything. Yeah, Colin yeah, going, yeah. what are the rules of Quidditch? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a good page wasted, having to read the rules of Quidditch again. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to the next five books mm. where we're finding and creating these situations where the rules of Quidditch <laughs> have to be told again and again. <laughs> Goblet of Fire were in that, the Quidditch World Cup. Harry turned to his left and he was reading the uh, <laughs> the programme for the match. And on the first page it said the rules of Quidditch. <laughs> and then writing it out, the seventh book... <laughs> Just as Harry was about to fight Voldemort for the final time, he remembered all the Quidditch (laughs) matches he'd had over his time at Hogwarts. Remember the two bludgers that have to be flown around. And Voldemort says, Oh, Quidditch, I'd forgot about Quidditch in all my fury. Care to explain (laughs) the rules again? Yes, I will. (laughs) Gladly. And in the Department of Mysteries, Harry picked up the wrong ball. It was a ball that told you the rules of Quidditch. Not the, his prophecy. <laughs> um, now. Yes. In this, How many? In this chapter, yeah. Oliver Wood, right, appears to have, and I don't say this hastily. Yeah. He appears to have lost it. Yeah. 
Right, so chapter starts off, and he's shaking Harry awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, the sun's not even up yet, yeah. and he's shaking Harry awake, he's like... That's not a great way to wake someone. No. Um, and Harry had no like awareness of why he was doing this. Yeah. And he just takes it in his stride completely. Yeah. Last year, Oliver Wood seemed cool, calm, collected, mm. sane. In this whole chapter, he's, he's, he's nuts. Yes. He's angry. He's mad. Why would you not tell the team in advance that they were getting up at 5am the yeah. next morning? Crackers. Absolutely crackers. And then he's annoyed at the team. When um, Fred and George say that, it would have been nice because he, he takes uh, the whole team to yeah. the thingy room, yeah. the changing rooms, and he starts going through all his new ideas, his new yeah. plays. Yeah. And he's realised, <laughs> he's woken up in the morning and gone, oh shit, I haven't told the old team about um, mm. the fact that we're going to be learning this. Yeah. I better book the pitch and then wake them all up. He thinks that's the best thing he could have done. And then he's offended yeah. that people aren't rolling on the floor praising him for it. He's insane. Because, mm. yeah, because he's got it all wrong. You know, if you're getting somebody into a Quidditch match, yeah. the first thing you do is a warm-up. Yeah. Right, get everyone going, get everyone going. <laughs> you're not starting off going through the... The strategies. First thing you're doing is telling them a week in advance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Yeah. That's when you're going to be telling them. I think it's Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday morning, we're doing Quidditch <laughs> practice. <laughs> to be honest, I've printed you off the new plays. Here they are. Familiarise yourselves with them because yeah. we're going to be going through them. Yeah. Perfect. Instead, he's done none of that. Imagine if me and you had a show coming up, yeah? Yeah. And then uh, you had crept your way into my house. Yeah. Walked up silently into my bedroom. Yeah. And just started shaking my lifeless body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shaking my lifeless body, saying, "Quick, we've got to do a, we've got to do a run through of our show. We've got to do a run through." Yeah, you better believe you're getting thrown out of that second story window. <laughs> and that is why I've never done that to you, because I know where I'm going. You've wanted to. I've wanted you've to. Won- you've wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Straight through the window. Oliver Wood is mad in this, and the other person or thing that is mad, I think, is Hedwig. Keep talking. Keep he talking. He says that Hedwig is still angry with Harry for what he did mm. with the flying car. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that owls held grudges, but apparently Hedwig does. Kept it inside. Well, I mean, you can't underestimate the wizarding owls, can you? No. Because wizarding owls, if you're writing a letter to someone, yeah. you write the address, mm-hmm. the name, the address on the letter, hand it to the owl, put it in the owl's beak, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That owl... Then I don't know when it does this. Yeah. But puts the letter down, reads it. Yeah. Pecks it into Google Maps. <laughs> no, it would have got an A to Z out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turning the pages yeah. and then flies it there. Yeah. Um yeah, that was like so don't underestimate their ability to uh, you know, hold grudges. If they're doing all that, if they're delivering letters on time. Um now, furthermore, into yes. uh Oliverwood Mads. Oliver Wood's madness. Yes. He starts saying, we're the best team there is. We should have won last year, if not for some unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. Making Harry feel guilty about him being passed out in the hospital ward. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Oliver Wood, have some perspective, right? Because Harry, the reason he was in the hospital ward was because he was defeating the (laughs) Dark Lord himself. That's why you lost the Quidditch match, right? It's like saying, well... 
thanks to somebody who got their leg blown off defusing a bomb in the school last week, we lost the football match. Thanks to somebody wrestling a rifle from a gunman's hands... We lost at basketball. Like what did he what did they want to do? Did they want to like strap Harry's lifeless body to a broom <laughs> and send him out there? It's just ridiculous because Snape, you couldn't bewitch that, could you? <laughs> <laughs> they need they need reserves, don't they? But you can't feel guilty about being injured or ill. Yeah. It's that kind of mentality that we get at my workplace yeah. where there's this pride in never having a sick day. Yeah. I go to work and I've sat around people who are like, I've worked here for 30 years and I've never had a sick day. Well, I wish you would because you've got coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, like, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. feel guilty about having sick days. I've had it at times where I've been yeah. like vomiting or something. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't yeah. call up sick. Why? Yeah. It's, it's insane, you know, somebody... Because they're either bragging about mm. their immune system mm-hmm. or they're bragging about the fact that they are happy to spread disease... Yeah, come in and infect people. ...throughout the workplace. Why don't be... You know, be proud of your achievements. Yeah. Be proud of... Not your attendance. Yeah, not your <laughs> attendance. <laughs> Look, people aren't there with a certificate smiling at the end of year 11 yeah. with their percentage on it. Especially, yeah. It's your grades. It's how well you're doing. And the thing is, managers, they come and they go. Yeah. Right? You get you work there for 30 years, you get a new manager. They're not look, they don't have a little report card that says, Yeah. You've never had a sick day in 30 years. Well, aren't you a precious little plum? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, you're being promoted. And I'm basing that on the fact that you have a fantastic immune system. <laughs> Your bones are strong. <laughs> you are always looking a lovely shade. And that's why you're getting the manager's job. Listeners, this is the series two reminder to take your sick days. Take them. Yeah. Hey, pretend you've got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That'll give you seven. Get out of there. <laughs> they get out onto the pitch, don't they? Oh, yeah. They get out onto the pitch. Harry looks up and he sees Ron and Hermione in the stands. Now, Harry has not eaten anything all morning. Yeah. And he sees Ron and Hermione up there eating toast and marmalade that they brought down from the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the hall. Yeah. Harry, don't be jealous. Yeah. There is a long walk between the Great Hall and the Quidditch, mi- the Quidditch uh, pitch, field. Yeah. yeah. That toast and marmalade is cold, buddy. Yeah. It's cold. It's probably a bit soggy. <laughs> it's not going to be nice. Did, why didn't they eat it on the way? Why didn't they just eat it there? Was their intention to make Harry feel jealous? Well, I think they want to support Harry, but yeah. they know that Quidditch is actually quite boring, mm. especially a training match. Why have they come to that? I know. they've got, But I think they've saved the toast because they've thought... This is going to be boring. Mm. This is why I buy, like, sweets at the theatre. Yeah. Because if it's boring, I can just eat my Maltesers and enjoy them. (laughs) But the thing is, Mm. you don't go to the theatre when they're doing rehearsals, do you? No. Generally, you 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 don't just go up there bringing some toast you brought from home. (laughs) Yeah. It is odd, isn't it? Because Mm. even if you had a friend who was in the theatre in the play... You just support them when it was when it was out. Mm. Hey, do you want to come to the rehearsals? No, no, we'll just come when it's on. Oh. oh, what kind of friends are you? What kind of friends are you? Not coming <laughs> to my rehearsals. 
How am I supposed to perform? Get the idea of being in front of an audience if you're not there to support me with your toast? Oh, no. I don't know what Harry is so upset about. Colin mm-hmm. Creevy yeah. is taking photos. Yeah. Right? And Wood's annoyed about that as well. Yeah. Oh, he could be a Slytherin spy. <laughs> Oliver, you're mad. Colin Creevy. Hey, he's in Gryffindor. And he's he's not a spy. If that's a spy, then that would be the most boring James Bond film I think I'd ever seen. Right, 007. uh, You've got to infiltrate the Gryffindor Quidditch pitch and tell us their new strategies. Well, I've got some photographs. Um, This is Fred and George Weasley Mm. on a broom, um, half asleep. What do you think of that? Oh, (laughs) what strategy could that be? (laughs) Terrible James Bond film. Right, here's another no one. No time to fly. Right, here's a... Um, here's, oh, yeah. here's a uh, Golden a, snitch. Pho- no, no, no. Here's a photograph yeah. of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seeker, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Giving the Vs to the camera. What do you think about that? Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> what's that strategy? <laughs> Ooh, bit of a bad boy this year, is he? I like it, I like it. <laughs> but they think Colin is a spy. Mm. And... But I don't know how useful of a spy he is, considering it takes, you know... He's going to have to send off to get them pictures developed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, they just aren't going to be developed before the first match. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, what do you remember? People's telling me to F off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're worried, they're worried. But, like, throughout this, Harry is ashamed that there's this rumour going round that um, he's giving out photos. Yeah. And he doesn't want Colin to take his photograph why though? I love having my photograph taken. Yeah. If you were taking my photograph all the time, yeah. I'd be so honoured. I'd say, hey, my friend thinks I'm pretty. Hey. Why is there a greater honour than your friend thinking you're pretty? Hey, let me take a photograph of you now. <laughs> Big smile. Oh, it's loading. Hey, hey that is lovely. And that's not turn, even on uh, portrait, man. How'd it turn out? Let me show you. Oh, hang on, my phone's decided to play up. Mm. Oh, mm. that's me banking what card. What are you paying for? You. There you go. Wow, what a guy. Look at that guy there. <laughs> He's smiling. He's got a plant behind him. Tell you what, let me sign your phone. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> I've got to that protective screen. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal having your photo taken. No. A lot of uh, people don't like having the photo taken, do they? No. You go on a work night out and uh, someone goes, hey, to commemorate this leaving do, let's yeah. take a photograph of us all. And there's going to be people, there's going to be people hiding. Yeah. Oh, don't take a photo of me. Yeah. Why? We've seen what you look like. <laughs> look. You want to do the best strategy if you do not want to have your picture taken. <laughs> you need to be quick off the mark and offer to take the picture. Yeah. But it's that thing of, uh, you know, oh, you know, I'll take the picture, I'll take the picture. No, 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 we'll just get a stranger to take the picture. No, no, I'll take the picture. But, like, there's already evidence of you existing, yeah. you know, using our eyes. Yeah. Does it matter if we get a little quick pick? <laughs> I think it's the self-consciousness of it. Don't make me take a sly one when you're not looking. That's worse, isn't it? <laughs> a candid picture of you necking a vodka. We don't want it. Yeah. But Harry is so embarrassed by this that he, a- he actually claims not to know Colin. Yeah. Which is horrible. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Fred and George. Yeah. You know, you two have always uh, had the... Most manners with me upon meeting me, yeah. carried my luggage onto the yeah. train. You invited me into my home. Yeah. You've treated me like a human. 
You see that human there? He's nothing to me. <laughs> How do none of them know who they are? Because there's only five new Gryffindor boys mm. this year. You've all been at the ceremony. Mm? You should know who he is. Who's that there? Colin Creevy. Then, uh-oh, there's been a pitch uh-oh. invasion. Yeah. Slytherin team. Yeah. Marching onto the pitch. Yeah. Before, <laughs> as soon as uh, Harry, no, Hermione and Ron see this, they think, well, we should march onto the pitch as well. <laughs> Don't they? Yeah. What earthly reason should they think it's anything to do with them getting down there? Quick, we better get down there. Yeah. This is a Quidditch practice. You shouldn't even be here. No. Do one. Do one, Ron and Hermione. Yeah. They all start squaring up to each other, don't they? Yeah. Or the team. <laughs> I think the Slytherin team are in no wrong here. Mm-hmm. And they are actually, apart from the the take of the author, the way she describes it, yeah. you know, Marcus Flint had trollish cunning, you know, all that kind of stuff. But actually, all they've said is they've turned up and they've said, uh, oh, there's room for both of us to practice. And also, you've had this, uh, for some reason, you've had this uh, pitch booked since 4am and you've only walked out now at 10 yeah. What have you been doing? Well, exactly. <laughs> They're taking the piss, aren't they? They've booked the pitch for the whole day, which is selfish. Yeah. And yet they've spent half of it in the changing rooms going through techniques. This is like them two little lads on holiday who... There's a pool table at the bar yeah. their mum and dad are at. Oh. And they stick a pile of euros a mile high oh. saying those are all our goes. That's us. I cannot stand that. And in bars, people are putting all these coins down. And it's the same two people. Yeah. Look, let someone else have a go at the pool table. And while we're on pool... Yeah. I don't want to play pool. If we're at a bar and someone says, fancy a game of pool, I'm going to say, what, have we run out of chat? We've got no more chat left? Because if we've run out of chat, let's go home. I'm on the other side <laughs> of the coin. I love playing pool. You can chat while you play pool. It's a conversation starter. Yeah, yeah, oh, I love that conversation. Well, that was good. Oh, look, you've demolished me here because you've... You're really good at pool, and I'm not. And you've potted ball after ball after ball after ball, while I've potted one, and now you've potted the black, and we're done. That was good. Should we play again? That was a really good use of my 30 minutes, that. Do you know why that was a shit conversation? Why? Because it was only you speaking. (laughs) That was you, 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 you. If you used a bit more of these, and a bit less of this... It'd have been a nice two-way flow of chats. Listen, listeners, uh, during that, he pointed at his breasts, and then he pointed, <laughs> at, then he pointed at his bum. I don't know what he was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we find out in this yeah. chapter that there are no girls on the Slytherin team. Nope. Just when you think the Slytherins can't get any worse, you mm. find out the sexist. Yeah. Or you find out that Slytherin girls can't play Quidditch. <laughs> Who knows? (coughs) But it might be a thing where... Because I think in Quidditch in general, it's quite a mixed-gender sport, isn't it? According to what we've seen so far. Especially the chasers on the Gryffindor team. 100%. All three of them. Three lasses. Three ladies are chasers on the Gryffindor team. It'd be interesting to see the the balance on the other teams, Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Mm. 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 
Mm, it's definitely it... piqued my interest. Mm. I'm thinking about that now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they reveal, they come out, hey, check out our new brooms, you bitches. Yeah. yeah they've all got Nimbus 2001s. Oof. It's a gift from Lucius Malfoy. Mm. Check out our new seeker. It's Draco Malfoy. DM. DM. And uh, got me thinking. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Wiggling my chin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tapping my noggin. Uh, uh, get a piece of chalk out. Start writing equations on the board. Yeah, yeah. E equals MC squared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, triangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Triangle, yeah. That's good. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. What happened to their old seeker? Terence Higgs. Yeah. Now, I looked this up. <gasps> I did a bit of research, but it was inconclusive mm. because it says we don't know what year he was in last year. Well, if we were to take uh, from the movies, yeah, that boy was young. Yeah, he wasn't like eighteen, was that he? Blo- a lot of the uh, a lot of the Slytherin team on the Quidditch team uh, in the film were hideously ugly. Yeah, turn aside. They were like. <laughs> They were like yeah. orcs from yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. Apart from their seeker, yeah. who looked like he could have been mates with Harry. Yeah. Nice blonde lad. But nice instead, lad. they've gone to him, uh, how did he accept the news, you know? Yeah. Well, You're can on- I just say, well, right, there's a bit of trivia about him. He was credited wrong in the film. Keep talking. Right? You've piqued my interest. So he was an actor who played him in the film, but he was given a completely different name in the credits, wrongly named in the credits. And I would like to personally now give him the credit he deserves no. by telling you what his name is. What? But I've forgotten it. So never mind. You had my interest. Yeah. You've wasted my time. Yeah. I can't say that I'm going to be giving you much attention throughout the rest of this record. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can only give so much to you after doing stuff like that. But what they said is... Keep talking. They, you, they, in the book, what I was reading was is that last year and in the book and everything, he is actually a Slytherin player who plays by the rules and he's actually fair. Mm. And I think maybe that's why he was not ugly <laughs> in the in the. Oh film. really? Because he was actually all right. He didn't do anything wrong. I don't think the Slytherin. And seeker. if you think about it, in the film, him and Harry start tussling, don't they? Yeah. Harry gives the first shove. Yeah. He was good all along. Um, now, did Me. he yeah. just accept the news? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're off the team, but don't worry. We're all getting new brooms. You're not. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, a second year is taking your place. But don't worry. Yeah. We're all still evil and no girls on the team. Do you happily resign? All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, a second year replacing him as Seeker. He's got to be the youngest Seeker in about 12 months. <laughs> well done, Draco. <laughs> Ooh. It'd be nice to know when Draco's birthday is. No, it would not be nice. Why? But let me tell you this. <laughs> Why do they need yeah. to practice on the Quidditch pitch? Yeah. You are in the Highlands of Scotland. There yeah. are there is green everywhere. Yeah. You don't need to be on the pitch. Surely yeah. you can just throw up some posts yeah. and uh, practice anywhere. Yeah. Get a bit of chalk, do yeah. a big circle, throw some bags down, yeah. get your jumper on the floor, you've got a pitch right there. Yeah. You don't need the official Quidditch field. 
Yeah, because as far as we know as well, there are no limits to the field. Obviously, there are the seats around them, but I think you can go as high as you want. Is yeah. that right? And you can go around... Well, when Harry plays Quidditch, he makes a habit of flying off into the castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rolling around on the roof. Yeah. He'll do all sorts. Flying into the store cupboard, mm. just picking up a spare snitch, coming yeah. back, pretending he's won. Ron and Hermione run down to the pitch. Yeah. They're like, what's going on here? What's mm-hmm. going on here? And then Draco's like, we're just showing off uh, our new brooms. Yeah. Ron gaped. <gasps> His mouth falls to the floor. Yeah. He can't believe it. Ron, do one. You shouldn't be at the pitch anyway. Yeah. None of your business. Yeah. And I think Hermione is very sassy in this as well. Like, th- this is probably one of the first times where we get her kind of being actually quite mean, I think. She's right, but this situation is nothing to do with her. No. So it's to do with the you know the Quidditch teams. Yeah, they've invaded the pitch when mm. uh, Gryffindor had it booked using a note from um, Snape. Yeah, um, it's nothing to do with Hermione. Yeah, Hermione comes in saying at least everyone on the Gryffindor team mm. earned their place by their own merit. They yeah. didn't buy their own way in. Mm. And Draco says before he says that. Well, Draco says. Shut up, you filthy little mudblood, or whatever he says. Yeah. Before he says that, he comes in hot. Yes. He comes in hot. They reveal him, and he's making jokes. Yeah. He's like, bloody hell, maybe you can uh, auction your uh, Clean uh, sweeps. brooms off. I'm sure a museum might like to might want to buy them. Yeah, they're all on form. They're like, oh, you, you could sell your clean sweeps. They'll sweep the floor with them and stuff. Yeah, it's puns. You know, jokes about museums. He's on top form, then he goes too far. Yeah. He goes too far. He calls Hermione a mudblood, <gasps> which is the worst thing you can call a um, someone of a mixed blood family in their Harry Potter world. Yeah. And everyone, at this point, this pulls the trigger of absolute chaos yeah. in the next... Oh. Like a page. Yeah. He says that a tussle starts out. Yeah. Uh, the captain has to dive in front of Draco to stop to stop Fred and George mm. attacking him, right? Ron, right, takes it upon himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sh- he shakes his wand and he points it at Malfoy, yeah. but accidentally um shoots at himself yeah. and starts belching up slugs. Yeah. Everyone's disgusted. And if you look at that from far away, it looks absolutely mental. Yeah. It'd be the same as if there was a fight kicking off outside a nightclub, yeah. yeah? What's going on here? What's going on here? And Ron just jumped in a bin. <laughs> it reminds me of those cartoon fights. You know when you just see a cloud and some stars, and then you just see, yeah. like, legs flying out of the cloud? <laughs> That's what I'm imagining McGonagall is seeing through the window. <laughs> What's going on? Suddenly, a flash of green light, mm. which to me always... Reminds me of Avada Kedavra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Ron's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Suddenly there are slugs everywhere. It's mantle. And everyone's laughing. But Ron, it looks insane. To everyone yeah. else, he looks like he's just poured a tin of beans on his own head. Going, look what you've made me done! <laughs> yeah. yeah Malfoy's odd. on all fours, banging his fist on the grass, doing the uh, whap dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Colin Creevy comes along, dancing alongside beside them. Mental. Yeah. All this happens within a page. 
it's just turned into chaos. And I think that's part of why I love this chapter. This, to me, sounds like one of those, um, you know, those strange paintings from the Dark Ages. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where just so much is going on in a scene. Yeah. There's a man in a bucket, like, with beans in him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, there's a bloke with one leg. And there's a woman with her eye poked out. And there's a baby crying. Yeah. And, oh. there's, a, and there's a dog. <laughs> a cat with an angel's face. <laughs> Like, what is this medieval painting? But it's probably because this artist is like, look, I've been commissioned by the king. I've only got one painting. I've got to make it count. So we're going to have arrows. This is going to be his one painting for the year. Yeah. <laughs> going to have naked women, mm. a, a, a cauldron, why not? <laughs> Just mm. a mad, mad thing. Mm. They run off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it winked at me. They... Uh... <laughs> They take Ron away. Yeah. He's belching up slugs. Oh, horrible. They think, right, where can we take him? Yeah. He's just been hit by his own magic. Let's take him to Hagrid's shack. Yeah. He gets to Hagrid's shack and they hide him behind a bush. Yeah. His medicine can wait because we can't bump into Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah. What makes me laugh is how Lockhart... So Lockhart is coming out of Hagrid's shack going, I can't believe you don't own a copy of my book. I'll send one over tonight after signing it. Lockhart thinks his books are useless without a signature in them. Yeah. He thinks it's playing a game without a memory card. Yeah. Mm. You can still read them, but it's that thing of having it signed. Do you Are you bothered about having books signed? <laughs> I've had things signed. Yeah. I think it depends who's written them. I had um, Roald Dahl's book... Uh, Switch Bitch, I think it's called. Hey, yeah, he's got this book called Switch Bitch, Roald Dahl. It was written for like adults. Oh yeah, and it's like short stories that are quite sexual. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Paul, I got Paul Foot to sign it once. That's funny. Mm. Well, Paul Foot looks like a drawing from a Roald Dahl book. God love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of Paul Foot. Yeah. Why did Paul Foot sign that book? I was at an event that Paul Foot was like opening some bar or something. They just had Paul Foot there to do something. Brilliant. And they said, bring an, bring an intriguing item and yeah. Paul Foot will talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's how that... Okay. That's funny. Well, you know, I'm, I'm the same because I had uh, Dara O'Brien sign Matilda for me. Uh, <laughs> I had Lenny Henry sign uh, James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I went to see Sarah Pascoe, she signed the twits. <laughs> Always have. A she signed dog. you what? <laughs> she signed me twits. <laughs> <laughs> Their reasoning to take yeah. Ron to Hagrid yeah. is mental. Mm. They're taking him to the man who can't do magic. Yeah. Ron has cast a spell on himself. Surely magic would help him. Not Hagrid going, Well, whatever, don't kill you, make you stronger. Better out than in, that's what I always say. Yeah. The Weasleys are quite like onions. They stink? No, they've got layers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, why would you... I mean, Hagrid is good with animals. Mm. He's not medicine. It's like getting rabies and going, oh, well, I know somebody who's good with dogs. Mm. Oh, that's no good to me. I've got rabies. I need to go to the doctor. Quick, I'm bleeding out. Let it drip. <laughs> Let it drip. It'll stop soon. <laughs> when he dies. Hey, yeah. hey, if that blood loves you, it will come back. If it doesn't, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> you can't just put a saying onto a, like, a bodily function. <laughs> yeah, better out than in. <laughs> what, my lungs? Yep. <laughs> That's the phrase. <laughs> Again, needy Hagrid. Mm. 
been wondering when you'd come and see me. God, pathetic. It's been a whole week. Well, he's a lonely bloke. He lives yeah. at school. His only pals are pumpkins. <laughs> I am 100% convinced, because Hagrid goes to show them his pumpkins. Mm. Now, <laughs> Do you want to see me pumpkins? He is 100%. Starts, starts taking off his belt. Definitely. He has painted his bum <laughs> orange. He's gone, right, go outside. I'll be there in a minute. I want you to look at how big me pumpkins have grown. Next minute, he's going through the tunnel, right? <laughs> he's got his pants down. <laughs> he's digging his bum through the hole that he's painted orange. Right, give it a good feel. Give it a measure. Go on, pat me pumpkin, pat me pumpkin. <laughs> Hagrid, but Hagrid, why is this pumpkin so hot? <laughs> it's a special thing I've been doing with it. Don't tell Dumbledore, <laughs> please. But Hagrid, Hagrid, why is there a tattoo of a heart on this pumpkin? <laughs> because I love it. <laughs> Hagrid's bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> now they start telling Hagrid. Yeah. Um, they start telling Hagrid that what Dra- what happened and what Draco Malfoy had said. Yeah. Hagrid starts kicking off. Yeah. And Ron, <laughs> you know, starts explaining to Harry and Hermione what an awful word it is. Mm. You know about how some wizards believe that pure bloods are better yeah. than uh, mixed bloods. Yeah. Which he says is rubbish yeah. because Neville Longbottom is the most useless <laughs> wizard in the world and you're better than him. Oh, what a nice compliment, Ron. Way to bring someone down while building me up. I love to hear it. Oh, someone called Hermione ugly. Someone called you ugly? You're 12 times as pretty as Susan Bones. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, very odd, that that whole idea mm. of bringing Neville down. But yeah, he's talking about, he's like, oh, you know, there wasn't, there isn't a wizard in this country that isn't half, you know, muggle at some point or other. You know, the wizards would have died out, you know, mm. had we not, you know, copulated with muggles. Mm. And I'm just imagining, I want to know how many wizards there were to start with, because surely even with like a hundred wizards... You'd be able to keep the population going, procreating stuff. But are oh, they like pandas where they just aren't horny enough? That's the thing. Pan- I was looking at a video of a panda yesterday. Have you yeah. seen that one where a panda does swap, swaps its baby for an apple? <laughs> no, <laughs> willingly. <laughs> well, it's in a cage at like some zoo or something. Yeah, yeah. And a woman dangles an apple in front of this uh, panda and yeah. it like releases its hands, <laughs> grabs the apple... And the woman grabs the baby panda's arm and just drag, <laughs> drags it through yeah. the um, fence. Yeah. But the big panda's so distracted by the apple, it's got no idea. Maybe that's the problem. They're making the babies. Mm. They're just not keeping them. They're just not horny. That's the problem with these wizards. <laughs> centuries and centuries ago, muggles would offer wizards an apple. And while they were distracted, they would snatch the wizard babies from them. Panda, what happened to your baby? Swapped it for a Westlife CD. <laughs> That's awful. I know, they're rubbish. <laughs> Is that Little Britain? Yeah. <laughs> it's the wizarding equivalent of Jack and the Beanstalk, we, isn't it? I've yeah. sold the cow for a bag of magic beans. Mm. Now... Ron Weasley is vomiting up slugs. Horrible. Harry can barely finish his toffee. (laughs) 
Harry pal, why are you eating toffee? Yeah. Someone's been sick next to you. Yeah. Slur's just been said against your other friend. What is going on with you? He's there eating those treacle tarts, isn't he? I've always wondered about the term mudblood. Is Harry a mudblood? Um, so he's three three quarters wizard, isn't he? Well, yeah, because his his three quarters mum, blood. His mum is a mudblood. Yeah, because her parents are non magic. Yeah, so surely Harry's got to have a bit of mud in his blood. Yeah, is that how it works, or is if, or is this like does it cancel it out once two wizards have a child? I don't, I don't think so, because it's like this. I was thinking about you know like purebred dogs. Mm. I think as soon as any other dog in the history has like got mixed in, mm. I think that's it. They're not purebred anymore. Mm. I think for a dog to be purebred, every generation has had to be a cocker spaniel or whatever. Mm. So I would say Harry's still mixed blood, even though technically his mum and dad are wizards. Well, you think he would have uh, Draco would have called Harry a mudblood a lot sooner? Yeah, you would have done. Mm. Now. This chapter to me, yeah, sound it did sound like the end of a mad night out. Yeah, a tussle. Yeah, someone vomiting, someone eating treacle tarts, someone eating treacle as their mates vomiting, like not not phased by it. Oh, I'm drunk, you know. Somebody's called somebody else a slur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've gone back to mum. This is how all my nights out end. <laughs> and um, Ron, not Ron. Uh, Hagrid reveals, he said, oh yeah, um, Ginny's been around here, whatever. And I realised that Ginny's been walking around alone. Got me quite sad. It is sad, that. I think Ron's should have a responsibility to look after her and make sure she's not alone. 100%. If you... Right, listen up, teenage listeners, if there are any. If you've got a younger brother or sister who's starting at high school, you need to look out for them in their first week at school. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're coming from a primary school where none of their other primary school mates are coming. You need to be looking out for them. And you've got to be looking out, making sure they're not walking over to the gamekeeper and he's getting out his pumpkins in front of them. (laughs) Oh, they're quite large. That's what your sister was saying. (laughs) (laughs) This is what worried me as well. Because Hagrid... Making friends with Ron, Harry and Hermione Mm -hmm. is weird, but there's three of them, so Mm -hmm. it's fine. Hagrid making friends with one girl from first year (laughs) is really frightening to me. I don't want her alone in that book with him. Showing him, showing her (laughs) his prized marrows. (laughs) We don't want to see it. You are mucky, you are. Now, they all F off. Yeah. They yeah. go into uh, McGonagall says, there, there you are, you two, yeah. your detentions tonight. Ron, you're going off polishing trophies. And Harry, you are helping Professor Lockhart reply to his fan mail. Professor McGonagall, that is an inappropriate yeah. uh, punishment. That is a personal thing that Professor Lockhart is doing. Yeah. He shouldn't be sharing those responsibilities out. He can't be going in going, and your punishment will be to help Filch find a date for the Yule Ball. He's very picky <laughs> and very lonely, and it's up to you to find him a match. That's not a detention. It's not. But, however, Harry is horrified by this, but I would be delighted. Mm-hmm. If I'd got caught crashing a car mm-hmm. into school, mm-hmm. and I was nearly expelled... If my detention was just to write addresses onto envelopes mm. for a few hours, I think that is a very... I've got off scot-free. Yeah. I would 100% rather do that than polish Filch's trophies. I, yeah, I... 
I'm more about company than task. Yes. So if someone was like, oh, you can go wash a car with this creep, or you can go do something boring with someone who looks like they're very clean. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, that's the thing. Do that one. Because Lockhart is a nightmare, and he does go on about himself, but he's pleasant enough, you can just... You can get yeah. on with him by just nodding your head and I'd, saying yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the chat that Filch is going to be giving out, if it was up to me, I'd have had you spanked on the bum. I would have had you chained up upside down by your toes. Right. The school's gone to the dogs ever since they stopped tying children up. Mm. What? Now polish that trophy, will you? Disgusting. Disgusting. What great celebrity um, Lockhart is, yeah. answering, answering all his fan mail yeah. personally. Yeah, I think it is fantastic. I love that I, Harry is only signing the addresses. A far more interesting chapter would have been Harry actually answering the fan mail. Mm. <laughs> Pretending to be Lockhart. Mm. But I don't think Harry, as a 12-year-old boy, should be reading what these horny middle-aged women oh, no. are sending to Gilderoy <laughs> Lockhart. Because some of those letters are going to be very Mucky indeed. Ah, here's one from Mrs. Weasley. I I will I would <laughs> happily leave my family for you. Uh, run away with you. Oh, okay. You want to have a read of what your best mate's mummy has in store for me when I come round to hers? Now this had me thinking. So he's got a stack of fan mail that took four hours. Oh, I'd let him this banish is, my banshee. This is one night of fan mail, right? Yeah. How is Professor Lockhart distributing these letters? Yeah. Does he have a fleet of owls? Is he borrowing owls? Is this one owl? Or yeah. does he have to use Royal Mail? How's he getting these letters back to people? In my opinion, this is fan mail nights. He does it once a month. He lets the fan mail build up. And then he gets it all done. It's like his end of year tax return. Mm-hmm. This is end of month. Fan mail thing. Mm-hmm. And he's getting it all done in one night. He was waiting for somebody to have detention to help him. And I reckon he's got a team of owls that work for him once a month mm-hmm. and distribute all the post in one night. I think he's been looking for, waiting for a certain little someone. He's been saving it up yeah, yeah, so he yeah. can show it off in front of a certain little someone. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so you can, like, you know, like, when you go around someone's house and they've left something out? Yeah. Oh, you've been looking at that, have you? That stack of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mean, that's my 18 quid. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going to do. For the yeah. next seven weeks, we're not going to do a single Hedwig's Droppings. And then, in eight weeks' time, we'll pretend that millions of people have sent in letters to us. Mm. When actually it's just accumulated over two months. And then Harry hears uh, that snake talking to him, saying, I'm going to eat your skin, I'm going to... It's a what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Bloody hell. What do you think it was? Just somebody playing a prank. He's so certain that it was a voice, wasn't he? But Harry, you're not taking to into consideration that you are tired, you are delirious, it is very late, you've been up since like 3am and it's now so late. There's been times where I've been drifting off at night and your dream becomes like voices in your actual head. You hear someone shout something, but it's in your head. What? What? Yeah. 
Screams. You, you hear screams. <laughs> Release me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why are you smiling at me? <laughs> mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, I will rip you out. What a day Harry has had. That's a long day. Because he's mm. finished at midnight. That is a... 19-hour day minimum he's had. If mm-hmm. Oliver Wood's woken him up at five, oh, he's going to be tired. Mm-mm-mm. Hopefully they get a lie-in on Sundays. Uh-huh. Maybe not. Do they respect... Wake him up with spanking. <laughs> What's his attention on a Saturday night? Saturday night. ba ba da 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 Saturday night and I'm reading horny letters mm-hmm. from some women. What I want to ask Sunday morning... Does Hogwarts respect the religious views of some muggle-born students? Yes. Good. Right, on to the quiz. Right, how many, how many juicy, juicy orange pumpkins (laughs) are you giving this chapter out of five? Oh, they're juicy. I like this chapter. We're moving into the story, aren't we? You know, the book always starts, you know, we're sowing a few seeds, we're having a laugh, we're reminding you of the rules of Quidditch. Mm, mm, but we're getting into a bit of conflict, we've got this crazy voice that's doing death threats. I liked it, there's a lot going on. Was it my favourite chapter? No. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this chapter three massive pumpkins out of five. Very interesting. Now, this chapter uh, was entertaining. It was good. Remind you of school. Loved it. The fantasy of living at boarding school. I reckon a lot of our posh listeners were like, I remember this very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked it. Um, Some payoffs. Yes. Um, So, a few chapters ago, uh, we had Ron breaking his wand. Yes. And then we've had a couple chapters of him trying to do spells and it not working. This has all been building up to him shooting himself in the face. <laughs> yeah. And getting a, you know, and, and squirting out slugs. Was it worth it? Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, we, we introduced the word mudblood. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, brings more weight to the wizarding world. Yeah. And you've got a word that you can't say. Yeah. Like, remind you of when you, do you remember hearing swears for the first time? Oh, yeah. Do you remember, like, because I've got a vivid memory of hearing the C word for the first time. And even though I'd never heard it before, I immediately knew it was an awful thing you should never say. Yeah. Mm. And yet I wrote it on my hand at the beginning of this chapter. Oh, it was horrible to look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this chapter moseyed through. Um, and it eventually petered out. And it gives a bit of a nugget at the end yeah. with that voice. Oh, that's something interesting. So for that reason, I'm giving this chapter three juicy orange pumpkins out of five. Snap! Now, are you ready for the most popular segment? <gasps> quiz. Quiz, quizzy quiz, quizzy quiz, 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 quiz. Who's going to ask you some questions? How well will you do? Quiz, quizzy quiz, quizzy quiz, 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 quiz. Going to ask you about Harry Potter, Luke. How well will you do? I'll blow you. Question one What brooms do the Weasleys have? Clean sweep fives. Correct. Question two What appeared on Veronica Smedley's street? Oh, a, uh, like a blot of ink. Wrong. It was Ah. a large lilac bolt of ink. Ah! (laughs) Hang on, I said a blot of ink. But it was a large lilac Mm. bolt. All right. Question three. 
What did the voice say to Harry? I will rip you. I will tear you. I will kill you. No, it said, come. Come to me. Let me rip you. Let me tear you. Let me kill you. Question four. What award did Ron have a slug attack on? Oh, the Quidditch Cup. No, it was special award for services to the school. Oh, dear. Question five. What does Draco call Hermione? A mudblood. Correct. That was a tough-ass <laughs> quiz. And can I say you were very harsh with some of my answers there? <gasps> quiz, quiz, key, quiz, quiz, key, quiz, 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 and now it's time for everyone's favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to our We're not alluding to droppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. There we go. <laughs> now, first of all, we must wholeheartedly apologise. We've actually had three separate complaints that there was no Hedwig's mm. Droppings last week. Mm. What's in her beak? this and last week now first of all we'd like to give a shout out to all of our brand new patrons so first of all thank you very much to our baby harry's if you don't know about oh, yeah. our tiers um there are four tiers that you could be a member of on our yeah. patreon we have our baby rons don't we mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have our baby harry's baby harry's baby hermione's baby hermione's <laughs> top tier top tier baby draco very exclusive very very exclusive now baby rons we've got nobody nobody no. likes rons but baby harry big shout out to laura brooke smith Kay Hunter, Martina Herlicek, James Stinton and Alice O'Neill. Thank you very, very much for your support. Our baby Hermione's, big shout out to KCJ. KCJ. Hey. And Linda Diskin from North Wales. Hello. Oh, thank you, Linda. And all the way from America, our first and currently only baby Draco, it's <laughs> Heather Brushwood. Heather Brushwood. Go on. Now, as the top tier, Heather, we've sent you, we've emailed you a personalised thank you video. And if you get back in touch with your address, we'll be able to send you all the other goodies, which is a signed poster and a Pottervision keyring. Go on. Hey! Now, first of all, let's dip into last week's droppings. Now, we had a lovely message on the website from Joe Baker. And Joe says, Pottervision has been music to my ears. It's given me a different perspective on the Harry Potter books. Ooh. So very good, Joe. We've had another message on Facebook from James Stinton about Harry and Ron getting hot in the car on the way to Hogwarts. He says, I never really understood why they didn't just crack open a window if they were that hot. They can't have been flying too high up as I doubt they had seven hours of ambient oxygen in the car. What a strange chapter. Mm. Well, you think they're going 120 miles an hour, as we suggested. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a breeze, isn't there? <laughs> Crack open yeah. the window, boys. Now, we had another message on the website that says, Loving the podcast. It gets me through my early morning shifts in Primark. From an old friend from Lucas's school, Ryan Bebs. Hey! Old Bebsy. Old Ryan Bebbington. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ryan. It's lovely to hear from you. What a lad! I hope, I hope to meet you one day, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've been in uh, Uscola Craving together. 
Now then, the next message we've got, I'm flicking to this week's notes. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, the next message we've got from Simon Heath about last week's episode. Go on, Heathy, what you got He said, Gilderoy Lockhart, best character and best chapter. He mm. says, your podcast is amazing. I truly love the spin you give on the books. Thank you, Heathy. Fantastic. <laughs> now, we've had a question from Kevin Caswell-Jones, our baby Hermione tier lad. He says, right, scenario... It's present day, and the Harry Potter characters, excuse me, are on Twitter. What would their online presence be like? Who would be a troll? Who would be cool and, you know, worth following? And who would have gone all Nazi and start, you know, spouting lots of propaganda? I've got a feeling that everyone's favourite character, Ron Weasley, would be sending a lot of anonymous hate messages to people. <laughs> that guy's got a lot of anger in him, yeah. as like you see throughout the books. Yeah. And I think if he had a phone, yeah. it'd be an awful outlet for him because he'd just be spamming people with abuse. 100%. He'd be spamming people with abuse and also commenting on sports results, claiming <laughs> them to be fixed. <laughs> Chudley Cannons have lost this week. Oh, he's lost a bet and he's annoyed. One of those yeah. people. It must be match fixing. How could they play so bad? Sending messages to the weird sisters saying he's going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining Hermione just retweeting facts from the QI elves. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Fun facts. And uh, Percy Weasley would definitely be one of those blokes who would just be unsolicitedly commenting on women's tweets, correcting them. <laughs> I think Harry would be the type um, who would uh, not be that clued up, even though he's a young man, not be yeah. clued up with having a phone. Yeah. You know, like, Harry, are you on Facebook? And he's like, oh, no, I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that. He's got an old phone that you can't even get the internet on. Yeah. He'd be one of those Harry. people who has a Twitter account, but no tweets, no retweets, just yeah. a profile picture, and he follows Ron and Hermione. Yeah, he's got uh, Dudley's old Blackberry with a bite taken out of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hand me down. Blackberry. All right, and our final message is from Ella Dorpinghouse. Ella Dorpinghouse. All the way from Colorado, USA. Oh, nice one. Very good. (laughs) Now, we were asking about Ron, uh, and we were asking about different ones for different types of spells, weren't we? And whether Ron can get his wand replaced. Now, Ella says, wands are specialised for different types of spells. Lily Potter's, it says in the books, was a nice one for charm work. James Potter's was excellent for transfiguration. Ooh. And she says, from what I know about wand law, only one wand will work best for you, but you can use other ones if you gain their allegiance. Mm. Which made me laugh, because it imagined the idea of having to court a wand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't use me yet. <laughs> you know, I'm not your first wand. You know, you have to, you know, take me out for a meal first. You know, mm. you have to have to get used to you before you can use spells with me. I know, one pledging allegiance to you, saluting at your presence. I'm imagining it like a twiglet. <laughs> you know, an arm with like yeah. arms and legs. Yeah. If you're American, Google twiglet. No, not twiglet, pepper army. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining a pepper army saluting you. If I was a wizard, I'd have a pepper army as a wand. Always <laughs> oh, a bit of an animal. If you don't know what a pepper army is, Google it, you're going to have the fright of your life. Yes. It's all the bits of meat that you wouldn't eat normally. But a pepper army is a UK staple. <laughs> yes, it's up there with pot noodles, I yeah. think, pepper army. We have them with Christmas dinner. We dip it, <laughs> we dip it into a... Um, 
a uh, pot noodle. Yeah. <laughs> and pass out in front of the fire. Yeah. So there we pot noodles, beans on toast, and spam. But yes, in answer to your question, Pepper Army. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. That was a bumper edition of Hedwig's Toppings. <laughs> This has been the Potter Vision Podcast. Please remember, you can always get in touch. You can go to the website, pottervision.com, fill in the form on there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for Potter Vision. You will find us. This was episode 24, Mudbloods and Murmurs. Mm. Join us next week for chapter 8 of book 2, the Death Day Party. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I've been Lucas Kirkby. I've been Tom Lawrenson. This has been the Potter Vision, Vision Podcast. Podcast. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision Podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.